We're back at it at the Wimty Podcast Boat Studios. My guest today, I have two guests actually, uh, George Androsi and Chaz Swanson. I've known George for a couple of decades now. George used to take uh, me and a few of my friends skateboarding back in the day before we could drive, and we've kind of kept in contact throughout all those years. He's still skating, still doing it big, and uh, brought his friend Chaz, who is uh, new to there. He's been around for a little while and brews beer at Idle Hounds. So it was great to have both them on here, and I hope you all enjoy hearing us talk about some outlandish type things. From Boat Studios in Destin, Florida, it's the Whatever It Means to You podcast. It's something that most people don't like at first. With Jared Gramblin. I love my job, but I hate talking to people like you. And Shane Denton. All right, here we are at the Whatever It Means to You podcast. I have two guests today, uh, longtime friend George Androsi and newcomer Chaz Swanson. What's up, guys? Hello. Hey, buddy. How we doing? Thanks for the beers, by the way. Cheers. Jeez. Quick shout out. Uh, we're, we're drinking some uh, some Idle Hound Sown Beach. I believe you said this is a collaboration beer with yeah. uh, Deep out of Tallahassee. Is that right? Absolutely. Very Sweet. deep. Cool. Well, th- thanks. We always enjoy when... People bring beverages to drink. Now that we do the show during the day, we don't drink on it hardly ever. We used to do it at nighttime only. Oh, yeah. But so many of those shows got away from us. <laughs> like, we'd be two hours in and yeah. just. We're also just above a, a yeah. bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the original uh, pod last podcast location was above the other end. That's right. So, That's right. Their beer storage is right behind our studio. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Those, yeah, some of those, yeah, some of those didn't get published. <laughs> That is true. There were a couple that we were like, we can't put that out. <laughs> That's, those are the ones I want to hear. <laughs> not, probably not. You guys see why they didn't put this out. Our, our filter is not, not a very strong one. So for us to, mm. to not want to put it out, it, yeah, got out of hand. One time we had like six, six people in there. And that, it's, you can't do a podcast with six people, especially when everyone's drinking because it's just, yeah, it's chaos. Where do you draw the line? Uh, no, generally, two two guests okay. is where we like to keep it at. Okay. Because aside from that, it can just get it gets really hard. Yeah. To manage. That's fair. So, but anyway, uh, what's going on, dude? We're just saying I've I've known uh I've known George for probably over two decades. Now. Yeah. I think the first time we met was probably like in '98 or something. It, I I think it was '98. You you take us skating before we could go drive. That's right. Stuff like that. That's right. Newbie in the Air Force. Yes. Right? That's right. That's right. They, you know, a lot has changed, and a lot is still the same as ever, and I don't know how else to to describe it. Uh, my body is a lot older, and I'm dealing with a lot of injuries, but obviously the love for skateboarding. And that's what I was going to say. It's still, still there. Skate, yeah. still there. Some Not as often as... Yeah, I mean, I've had three knee surgeries and don't get out as much as I would like to. I've got teenagers now. I mean, it's man, it's crazy. <laughs> Times have changed. Yeah, I think I saw some, they're all in high school, right? Yeah, I've got three, three high, high schoolers. schoolers. It's unbelievable. Was today the first day? Yesterday. yesterday? I've got <laughs> yeah, I all ninth, tenth, and eleventh grade. It's unbelievable. It's yeah, unbelievable. how do you manage that? As I mean, I'm best as I can. Kids, yeah, they're, dude, my kids are great. Yeah. I, unless they have me completely fold. I think my my kids are wonderful. Well, that's a great way to be because I know a lot of people who look at their kids and they're like, "How how'd that happen?" Yeah, 
Yeah. Where'd you come from? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, they, they're great. They're all, they're doing well in school. They're into extracurricular activities. They're all, it, it's, it's quite amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I sometimes just sit back and I'm like, I don't know how this is happening, but they're on a better, like I look at them and compare it to where I was at their age and they are so much further ahead and more well adjusted. And I think that's, I think every should be every parent's goal is if you have kids to make sure that or to set them up to do better than you did. Like every generation, I think, should do better than the previous generation. And so far, I think that should be a pretty common, a, a pretty common mindset. I feel like yeah. recently we're getting away from that, I, just I, in general as a society. Yeah. It's, but, it's there's, but I'm glad to hear you have that mindset. Yeah, I, I try. At least yeah. that's my goal. My goal is for them to do better than I did, and so far, so good. Mm-hmm. So, a good example. You're a good example. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I try. Mm-hmm. I try. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah. <laughs> like, what else can I do? Said, I don't care at all. You <laughs> don't have an excuse in 2019 to be a bad parent. Like, it, if you have kids in 2019, you've got Google. If you had a bad upbringing, you can hop on the Internet and type in how to be a good parent. And, <laughs> and the information's out there. If you're a bad parent in 2019, you're just, I think you're just a bad person. Yeah, or you just Addicted don't. to drugs or something. Yeah, s- something. You don't utilize the tools available. Yeah, there's so many tools. You there, don't care. And I used to think that. I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, I, my parents, I love them to death. They're, they're no longer around. It, you know, they didn't have the tools that we have now, you know. And, uh, but I kind of forgive them because they didn't have the tools, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I can't even stay mad. They didn't have Google. They didn't yeah. have the Internet. I went to a I went to a, a birthday party dinner for a child last night, and there were four children there. I think there was 11 of us at the table. Four of them were children, a two-year-old, two four-year-olds, and a new eight-year-old. And it was chaos. Mm. I I had to excuse myself a couple different times That's from a lot. the table. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot going on, man. It's a lot. I don't know. I don't know how these parents do it. I don't know how the server did it. Like, we were t- yeah, I wonder if the server went back there like, <laughs> how to not murder children yeah. at table. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Google, it's a good tool. <laughs> mm-hmm. So have you straight up Googled how to be a good parent? Oh, of course. Not, <laughs> maybe not exactly in those words, but I, I've been faced with situations and I'm like, you know what? I'm not the only one who's going through what I'm going through. And I've found the the help that I've needed, whatever the situation may be, it's out mm. there. Yeah, I feel like I feel like our generation's parents only like had the Bible. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, you're right. And, and that's really hard to probably uh, take information from a, a book that was written so long ago and yeah. apply it to any sort of modern day type. Yeah, 3,000 years or 2,000, 3,000, 2,000 years ago was a, a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Things change. Yeah. I think there's... Oh man, I don't want to go in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I didn't know you sent over your bio. I didn't know that you had been published like in Big Brother. Yeah, uh, man, Big Brother cool. Skateboard Magazine. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I it's I I started corresponding with Dave Carney 
who was the editor of Big Brother Skateboard Magazine at that particular time, uh, started just sending, submitting stories, kind of like, you know, freelance. Like, here, I, I didn't know what else to do with these stories, but that was my favorite skateboard magazine. So I started sending these stories, and he liked them and published them. And that's when I realized... I like writing, and mm. somebody else likes my writing style. And so lately, I've actually kind of been getting creative again, and I've, I, you know, I wish I could say I wrote every day. It kind of just comes and goes in waves, you know, that little creativity uh, burst that I'll get. And so I've been doing some short stories, and I, I'm i going to try to get enough together and possibly get something published yeah i feel like writing is writing is an art form and i feel just like any other art form you can't you can't just manifest great stuff correct you just have to do it you have to stay disciplined with it you know like i i, I do some writing too and whatever and sometimes I, like i just have to set aside a time to do it yeah. and sometimes i get really really great stuff it's it's almost like uh like a bipolar type thing yeah because sometimes you're just like just one great thing after one great thing yeah. after one great thing. I, and, and then, like, two days later, you look at it and you're like, this is garbage. Like, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Absolutely. It's, it's just so up and down. There's absolutely. no if, – if, if in the creative world, if you could just find a way just to be – I'd even just take consistently just above average. Like, if I could just always have that, mm-hmm. it'd be wonderful. Right. Then the kind of how things, you know, ebb and flow yeah. kind of thing. Man. Yeah. It's a, it's a crazy a crazy world to be in be doing anything creative. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So, what else, man? You st- so you said you still skate. How often do you get to do that? Uh, I still do skate. Um, I am finally going to be moving to a neighborhood that no longer has an HOA. Super excited about that. Uh, and I'm going to be building a mini ramp. Uh, so once I get my mini ramp up, hopefully full-time, whatever that means now, as a 40-something-year-old skateboarder. But... Having it in my yard since there's not really a good public park within reach of me where I'm at in Panama City Beach, mm. this this ramp is like my dream. And that's an old skater's retirement plan is having a nice little mini ramp in their backyard. So I go, I you know, I'll hit up Fort Walton Beach occasionally. Milton's got a park. Tallahassee has a fun park. But where I'm at, it's everything's just far enough away to be very inconvenient. Mm-hmm. So I got to do it myself. Yeah. So the plan is to have a mini ramp ASAP. Yeah. Well, how are things over in Panama city beach, man? Do you make it, do you make it much further east than that? Uh, you know, like I, I don't even like to go into Panama city beach. Mm-hmm. I typically will head back West. I really, really enjoy Walton County, seaside, Rosemary beach, Alice beach, I don't know if it's the age that I'm at. I, I just kind of like the mellower scene. But even that can be sometimes too mellow. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, sometimes I need a... The, sm- the smug can get a little thick around those parts. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Well said. <laughs> well said. So, yeah. Uh, you know, we, we still have to get our New Orleans fix occasionally. Yeah. Go, to, go Birmingham's a cool spot. Atlanta's always cool. And, yeah, take advantage of that. Yeah, man, I'm going to New Orleans next week. I'm going to see Queen. Really? Yeah, with Adam Lambert. Interesting. Yeah. 
Interesting. I saw this. I saw the show in Phoenix like two years ago. Yeah. And I mean, it's still, it's still Brian May up there playing guitar. That's and, wild. You know, it's it's something else. That man. is wild. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited. But I, I guess there's a. Isn't there a storm brewing? And I don't. I think some of the models might have come to mess with us a little bit. But I don't know. I know that this storm season's supposed to be pretty bad. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I think we're past the point of not having bad storm seasons yeah. anymore. No. no, I just I just watched yeah. uh, Asia just got a double typhoon, like two of them. So I'm like, oh, is that what we get to look forward to? Mm. Like two hurricanes at the same time? Yeah, the perfect storm, right? Yeah, yeah. It's man, that's not cool. Mm-mm. Yeah, but I'm a glutton for punishment because here I am. I'm I'm living it. You know, I'm in the area. I know it's not if it's when. Yeah. As every, you know, so is everyone else that I'm looking around at. You know, we all live here, and there's going to be some storms. Yeah, it's just part of it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely not getting smaller. Yeah. Chaz, what's up with you, man? What's your story? How long you been in the area? What are you up to? (laughs) See, I've been here for just about six years now. Um, I came here, uh, a good friend of mine uh, is the head brewer and owner over at uh, Idlehounds Brewing. Basically, moved here from Utah to uh, adventure into that endeavor. <laughs> Utah? Yeah. I don't know. Far west coast. Outside. <laughs> Where are you in Utah? Salt Lake City. Okay. Yeah, mostly. Salt Lake City's beautiful. Oh, yeah. It's a great place. I went yeah. to uh, Summer OR out there, like the big OR, the outdoor retailer yeah, show absolutely. there. It was awesome. It was That's a real cool right. Spot. It used to be a great yeah. thing in Utah. <laughs> yeah. They, I think they're in Colorado now. What, OR? Yeah. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I like that. I, was, I grew up there, so I'm very familiar with anywhere in Utah. It's beautiful scenery. I look forward to going back there someday. But is I, the Mormon curtain a real thing? Uh, At the bars? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, they they changed a lot of laws as I was leaving, especially for craft beer and everything. Because like, you were leaving, probably because I was leaving. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone. With me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the 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 Zion curtain <laughs> is that what it's called? Yeah, Can you explain that for people who aren't familiar with what that is? It's basically you're not the if you're in if it's not just a bar establishment if it's a an eatery or like a, a brew pub or something like that you're not allowed to pour the drinks in front of the at the bar in front of the customer because. I mean, it's a bad influence on children yeah. who might see or something. I don't know. So you have to go behind. <laughs> a, so yeah, they have to go curtain. behind a screen or, or a wall. This <laughs> is, or just the poor station is built in a nook or something. You know, to this is have, real. They, they have to go yeah. in the phone booth. Yeah, they, you, can, you can't mix the drink in front of you and shake it and pour it for you. I did not know it was that bad. <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I shouldn't say bad, right? But I didn't realize. I mean, you can go into a bar that it serves only twenty one and older and. Um, and they can pour in front and of you. And you can pour, and you know, it's all fine. And that's, you know, you're in an establishment where everyone there is. But they got to hide it at the chilies. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, or the Mexican restaurant. Right. right? Oh, yeah. At Casa Bonita. Yeah. <laughs> I, man, you know, I, the, the time that I spent in Mo, Moab, mm-hmm. man, I love it out there. But I, I didn't dip into. Salt Lake City, but I love the it's sort of the, the, the landscape. Stronghold. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I dig that landscape truck. and the there's some good views. Yeah, we stayed in Park City when we were out there for the week, and I mean, that seems like a like a pretty like you know normal normal spot. Pretty, yeah. you know, whatever. It was cool. We had a fun time out there. So, uh, how do you like it here versus 
versus Utah. Compare and contrast. Sure. <laughs> yeah, when I first came out here, I had, I, mean, I guess the only thing I really had in my mind were, well, I take that back. I, I first came to Panama City area with Frazier, spring break and high school. How did college. you know Frazier? Was he from uh, Utah? Uh, he's from well? Utah as well, okay. yeah. We actually both went to the same high school, more or less grew up together, um, college and stuff. We lived about a block from each other, so <laughs> um, it was only natural we ended up brewing beer together. So. Okay, sure. <laughs> uh but uh, but yeah, um, when we met, uh, when we when I moved out here, uh, before that I only had a, a spring break in Panama City and um, had a condo in that area and you know spent a week on the beach and whatnot and so I knew kind of what I was getting into. Other than that, I, I sort of had, I didn't quite realize I was moving from one sort of uh, religious conservative area to another. <laughs> it's a little, just a different different type, so it's kind of fun. I just, you know, they're yeah. both they're bubble, bubbles in their own way. <laughs> they, just talk a little, they just talk a little funnier down here. Yeah, 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 yeah sort yeah, of the, yeah. the southern... So, some just don't read as well. Stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and honestly, like, people come to surprise me and, you know, got over my own, you know, preconceived notions. And mm-hmm. I do really love it down here. It's beautiful and people care about it. Yeah, like that about it. It it could be way worse. When I first moved down here, I I moved to Crestview first, and yeah, and I was in eighth grade, and I was I was from a military family, and I went like right. We moved here like I think my first day, like the first day after we moved in, I went out for the football because they do football all summer. I went out to meet like the football team, and I came home year round there. Yeah. And I came home and asked my parents, like, where the hell did you move me? Mm-hmm. Like, this stuff really happened. It's still going on. Like, the right. like some of the stuff that you hear about in the yeah, South yeah. is actually for real. And yeah. it's still going on down here. Mm. I, I just couldn't believe it. So so you had a little bit of that coming mm-hmm. down here then, yeah, too. You're definitely. like, where am I? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm. <laughs> Good eye-opening experience. <laughs> yeah. Get out to the, go out to the springs or something, float around for long enough. Mm-hmm. You find some exciting stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Well, uh, with the with the two different religions, I always find it really funny when, um, as as kind of an outsider from that, when when one sect of of a of a religion will call another religion crazy. Oh yeah, <laughs> like those <laughs> because like growing up, <clears throat> I grew up in a Baptist home, uh, Baptist Christian home, and they would show us videos on like how to talk to Mormons. <laughs> so they would teach us at a young age, like these people believe something different than you and they're, they are not right. So you need to help. You need to understand what they believe and talk mm-hmm. to them to make them right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I mean, you look at it from, <laughs> from, from any point of view, you're like, can't we just all agree that everyone kind of believes some, some outlandish shit. That's where faith comes in, I believe. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I just always thought it was funny when certain religious groups call it certain religious groups out of their minds. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. I, I admire yeah. faith a lot. Yeah. But I just have, you know, the, the religions always have their kooky stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice way of putting it. Yeah. So, George, you were in the Air Force for a considerable amount. I was considerable amount of time. I was. What'd you do? What was your job? I uh, started out. I was a two T one vehicle operator, bus driver, tractor trailer operator, Class A driver's license, uh, wreckers, forklifts, anything with wheels and a motor. I would drive it, operate it break it you know um that was that was the foundation of my career and I couldn't stand it I honestly didn't like it 
I just kind of joined and went in open general. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, what was your purpose? Just to, I mean, were you, were you just nearly out of high school and you said, let's go, oh, let's I join was, the military? I was what? R- fresh out of high school. College wasn't even uh, in our vocabulary at home. Like, you know, neither of my parents went to college, and I honestly didn't know what else to do. So it just seemed like a way out of town, and I could learn a job and get paid. And I just wanted to skateboard, and nothing has really changed since then. <laughs> but it got me. It was funny. I I graduated from Niceville High School, and I joined the Air Force to see the world. And I ended up getting stationed at Herbert Field, in Fort Walton Beach. I, <laughs> I could not get away from this area. Yeah. Did you re- did you request that on like no, your dream sheet? No, I did not. All my my entire dream sheet was Europe and West Coast mm-hmm. bases. You know, I was trying to make it to California any way possible. And at that particular juncture of my life, it was I was in the military. So I'll make it there as an airman. And I didn't. And I was <laughs> I was very discouraged initially. But then after a few years of being at Herbert Field, I ended up volunteering for another job. And I did postal. I went in the the, it was uh, uh, what was it? What was the AFSC for post office? I can't even remember now. But anyway, I was chosen to do that, and I finally made it to Germany. And I was in Germany almost four years, and I loved it. And I traveled all over Europe. There was people stationed there with me that would never leave the base. I mean, it's just amazing how different some people are, and. You know, I'm over there working all the time, but every time I had time off, I was... hopping on a train. Hopping on a train, go to the Bonhoeff, get on a train, and just take off. And, you know, I was skateboarding, and it was really cool. I actually had a sponsor over there, 540, which was a very big shop in Kaiserslautern, and I was the only American team rider, which was... That was rad. Uh, Cool experience, and I... I still keep in touch with all my German friends. Everywhere that I was stationed, I I never wanted to hang out with people in the military. I was looking for local skateboarders. So all these places that I lived in and visited still have good connections with people that I still keep in touch with. After Germany, I finally got the golden ticket. Excuse me. Got my golden ticket, and I got stationed in California. So I went from went from Kaiserslautern, Germany, to Vandenberg Air Force Base in California, part of Santa Barbara County, and let me tell you, it was it was culture shock leaving this area. It was culture shock getting to Germany, and it was it was culture shock moving to California. But in I mean, it just kind of renewed my whole faith in everything like I my dream had come true and I was still military but I was so happy to be in California and I traveled so much while I was there from San Diego all the way up to Seattle Washington I mean I loved it I loved the west coast and retired out there as well medically retired uh 13 years and ended up coming back to the area. So hmm. it was culture shock coming back to the area as well. I bet. 
<laughs> but my, you know, my my daughters are here, and I wouldn't change anything for that. So <clears throat> yeah, is that it? Was that the, pretty much the catalyst for coming back here? Absolutely, absolutely. Not to get it's it's weird. I'm kind of wondering how much I should get into that. Uh, you know, I, I not, this is your shirt. This is your show, man. You can say whatever <laughs> you want. Yeah, we don't, we don't have any sponsors yet. So no, I, we've I, only had a few. I so. did come back. Uh, you know, things didn't work out in that area, but I wouldn't change anything. I'm, you know, I'm super involved with my daughters, and I, I have no intentions of ever leaving their side while they're kids. Like, I'm here. I mean, that if that's not the ultimate sacrifice, moving for me to move back and stay here when you know, I, this is not where I wanted to be, but this is where my kids are. And dude, I'm a dad Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be present and involved in their lives. And that's what matters. That's, that's my goal now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it it is a lot different here than I would assume it is, you know, on the West coast. I've only been there for, for small periods of time. Mm -hmm. And I used to hear all the time about people like, I can't wait to get out of Destin. I can't wait to get out of Destin. I can't wait to get out of Destin. And I think a lot of that is a lot of times just the people that you're surrounded with. Yeah. Like you're surrounded by a bunch of shit people who, who really aren't doing anything and just partying all the time. Right, um, right. I've had a few years of my life where I was that person. Sure. You know, I was still attending college and like doing, you know, I had a full-time job and was, was going to school. But aside from that, that was really about it. Yeah. I was just partying a bunch. Oh, yeah. It can get easy to be caught in that. But you can also find pretty great pockets uh, of cool people and cool things wherever you are. You know, if you seek it out, that, that can kind of enrich your life. And it, it might be a little more difficult to do around here, but, mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's still some some really great people Absolutely. And, some, and some pretty cool things around here. I was just looking around the area the other day, and, I mean, within, within a 30 to 40-mile radius, I think we have, like, eight or nine breweries. for And for an area that's not in Atlanta or in New Orleans – or even a Birmingham. Right. That's that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, it yeah. is. You know? It is. Um, and that's just one example. Mm-hmm. We have some great restaurants around here. That, yeah. You know, there's also a bunch of trash, but there, you can you can find some good stuff. The if scene you put the time is into it. certainly improving. There, I'm amazed at how much culture I'm mm-hmm. seeing in the area. Like 20 years ago, if you would have told me the stuff that I'm seeing now, I would I just wouldn't have believed. Yeah. It. Like how great was Sand Jam? It was fantastic. Yeah, great lineup. Yeah, it was uh, fantastic. Yeah, something something that's not southern rock yeah. or, or country, yeah. or you know, sticks an no. Ario Speedwagon right. from this, you know, the seventies. There wasn't that, a, yeah. a single fiddle on stage. It was, <laughs> it was great. Yeah, except for Imogene. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Take except, that back. Except for the band I was there with, Dickhead. <laughs> Take, <that. laughs> Take it all back. Take it all back. It, you know it. I, I definitely was able to appreciate the little things moving away. You know, the, the beautiful, of course, the beaches are beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, there there's so much of it. Yeah, it as long as you can me, feel, still find one to go to. Right, you know? right. But it took me moving away to appreciate what I have now, you know. And, you know, I'm, I'm just going to – I travel. When I get that itch to be around whatever I want to be around – we go. We pack up a suitcase and we go. If you have the ability to do that, yeah, that's great. Get a passport. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. Do, a lot of people can't, man. I know it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, I, either you know, just so tied up in work or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
like I have to. Though. I don't give a shit about the money. I've, like I've got to every every so often. I've got to go away. Yeah, you I have go crazy. To. You have to. And my you know my kids, man. Talk. I teach my kids that. Like get out. We've we've been fortunate. We've been so lucky. My wife and I. We take our kids. We've gone on some amazing family vacations. And I tell the kids all the time: follow your heart. You get one shot. Don't stay. Don't stay around here for me. Don't stay around here for your mom. You go where it makes you happy because you get one chance, and we'll come and visit you. Mm. Simple as that. Yeah, Chaz, you have kids? I have one daughter. Really? She's thirteen. Okay. <laughs> About to be fourteen, actually, oh, next yeah. month. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, we just hit the teenager stage. It's going well. She's a really good daughter. I, f- I feel as lucky as George. There you go. <laughs> she is a great kid. <laughs> yeah. And and Chaz is a great dad. Yeah, does she, does she know how to brew beer yet? No, no, she does not <laughs> like beer. Doesn't want anything to do with it. As much as I might try and get her to uh, trick her into it once in a while, yeah. <laughs> it's good though. Yeah, is she here locally? Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. She goes to uh, ECMS Emerald Coast there. Okay. Sweet. Yeah, man. I don't. I don't know if I have. Uh, I don't know if I have kids on the radar or not. I'm getting to that age to where it's like now or never. I'm <laughs> yeah. 36 years old now, man. So oh, you got time. Uh, yeah, I don't know though. I just don't know if it's there. It's not one of those things. I don't. I don't have a strong feeling one way or the other about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. With like, I couldn't be more. In, I, I'm almost. It's almost scary how indifferent I am about it. Well, my kids, and I know they're young, but you know, a lot of a lot of these teenagers are so aware of climate change <laughs> more than we realize, and a lot of them are choosing not to have kids mm-hmm. because the way things are going so maybe having kids now isn't the best idea just for that reason alone it's Mm -hmm. almost like why bring them into a world where things are the way that they are because of the way things are how is it even a thing that there's still people who don't Acknowledge that climate change is real. That's a and really it's happening. good question. Not ninety-seven percent of scientists say that it's real and it's really happening. Yeah. The other three percent probably know it's happening, but they have some fucked up view of like religion in their head that for some reason won't or political agenda that won't allow them to admit sure. that it's going on. And whether or not that's even caused by, I mean. I could almost entertain an argument that it's caused by humans, mm-hmm. like a, a fat majority of, a majority of it is, or if it's just a natural occurring kind of thing, because that's been proven. There's sure. been it, swings. Yeah. 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 But worst case scenario, like if your house is dirty, you fucking clean it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay, if you're wrong about humans causing climate change, what's so bad about having a clear? Taking better that, care of the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. only <laughs> downside is you have a cleaner planet. Yeah, that's <laughs> like there's yeah. no downside what here. What have we done? <laughs> <laughs> we were wrong. Yep. I, but but we but we have responsible practices mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. It's a, it, I don't understand how that's even a. How is that even arguable? How is how is that a right versus left or even a political thing? I don't know. It's, it, it's just and you're but you're right. I'm really glad there there's a lot there's a lot that I'm seeing in kids these days that's very, very encouraging. They're more aware than than I give them credit mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I'm so there's so many times I'm pleasantly surprised by the comments that my kids will make and they're pretty savvy, man. And and they also have Google. It's, again, it goes back to if you're alive in twenty nineteen and you don't know how to be a good fill-in-the-blank, there's no excuse anymore. But these kids know. Like, 
they're, you know, they, they know what's going on. They know there's climate change. They know the planet is, it's, it's in danger. Like, I hate to use such a strong word. I'm not trying to sound like a fanatic, but man, kids know what's going on. And I think they're, that's our only chance. Mm -hmm. So it just, it sucks that that's what they have to deal with. Yeah, I think nature will correct itself, whether we want a part of it or not. Did you read the <laughs> you know? article about them finding microplastics in the Rockies? came out this morning. They Scientists are up there researching soil and taking rain samples, mm. and it's raining microplastics in the Rocky Mountains. Mm. I mean, just stuff like that. It's Every day I'm reading these articles that are more crazy than the previous day. It's just blows my mind. Yeah. What do you think we'll do? Just like go into the earth? The microplastics? No, humans. We'll just have to dig ourselves into the earth and just never come out. I mean, if we don't make it to Mars, I don't think (laughs) we're going to have a choice. Yeah, our only hope is the red planet. (laughs) Yeah. That's our hope. Yeah. Do you believe in aliens? I do. Yeah. I do. I, uh, I, I, I wish I could say I was more educated. I've only done one astronomy course in college but if you have any idea as to how big the universe is it's foolish to think that we're alone Mm -hmm. the space is just too large there is no way that we are the only life in the universe that's what i believe even though we haven't seen proof i just don't think we found proof yet but i believe it's out there Mm mm-hmm yeah, I had someone to explain to me one time, like, imagine imagine you're a part of this this really complex body, and you're just the eyelash, and the eyelash, if the eyelash falls from the body, it has no comprehension, like, the complexity that it sure. came from. So if you kind of just view yourself as that, like, Ooh. an eyelash can't look back and see the body, yeah. <laughs> you know, that it, yeah. that it fell from, or even understand the complete yeah. complexity from, from what all it was. Uh, it's just, yeah, I think it's pretty crazy to think that. But can't be. I'd like to see something. I, I would Wouldn't love like to. to. Oh, of course. <laughs> Show me. I mean, yes, I would love to see proof. It's like a tool song. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, yeah. Show me something. Like, I would love to get proof in my lifetime. Mm. You know, uh, it's really interesting when you look back the history of talking about the military this oh this is going to turn into a Joe Rogan podcast <laughs> <laughs> but looking at radar systems and jet engines and the 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 technology that came around when you know middle of the century and how within a couple decades we were on the moon there's a lot of things that line up with the whole area 51 Oh, man, I don't want to go there either. Yeah. Have you watched that documentary? No, but I'm going to be at Area 51 when we storm it. Not really. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. It's pretty crazy. I have seen documentaries. I'm not sure which mm. one you're talking about, though. Uh, what's his... What's Shane, what's what's the one that just came out on Netflix? What was his name? <laughs> we talked about it on the podcast like three three episodes ago. I didn't watch it. You watched it. Yeah, I forget the name. With, I'm with Bill, one. Bill's, Bill... Lazar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bob, Bob Lazar. Yeah, Bob Lazar. That's it. Yeah. Oh, I do. I know the name. Yeah. He like several things. So many people have called him crazy, but it, he's kind of like like Nostradamus. Like several yeah. things that he said was happening, like have have been proven. Like I think yeah. the big the biggest one was like plutonium or something like that. Yeah. Oh wow. As a fuel source. <laughs> 
Yeah. He was like, there's a special element they're using for fueling plutonium. And everyone's like, you're fucking crazy. Yeah. And it turns out right. like that's how they, yeah. that's how they're fueling. Right. Like how would anyone else know that? I saw Bernie Sanders just recently said that mm. if he's elected, he would let us know if there were aliens around. <laughs> oh, he said if he knew he would. <laughs> he's no, not. I, I believe. Yeah, I, I just I only remember that he headline. said that he doesn't know. But oh, if he, he did, said he didn't know. Okay. Yeah, but if okay. he did, he would share that. I want to believe that Bernie knows if there's aliens. Yeah, <laughs> Bernie might be an alien. <laughs> I think he might be too. Might Man, be. a lot of stuff that guy says makes a lot of sense. He loses me on a few things, but a lot of what he says makes a lot. You know of sense. what I like about Bernie Sanders, and I'm not saying that I'm a Bernie Sanders voter or anything. I'm not going to go there. But if you look at... So boring, George. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm like, really... I know my I kids... I don't want to be controversial on your podcast. <laughs> I'm trying to think of all the people that might listen to this. So I want to <laughs> sound legitimate enough. But anyway, you know, I, I love Bernie Sanders for the fact that the only dirt people can dig up on him are like pictures of him being part of civil rights movements. Mm-hmm. Like the guy has got the heart of gold, mm-hmm. and his his track record proves it. Like that's one good thing about that I love about him is he has always been about helping the people. And you look back from when he was eighteen years old; that's all he's done. Like he's consistent. He's consistent. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. has he's consistently consistent. just been trying to be for the people and. Man, I can't find fault with that. Yeah, all people like dogging on are the whole, like the whole redistribution of wealth and just flat out calling him a socialist or whatever. But I mean, we have a socialist military. Yeah, we sure do. How is the military funded? By your dollars. Yep. Okay. You, when we go out here and ride today and drive, we're driving on socialist roads. Yep. You know, my grandma can stay in a decent facility because you can't take care of herself right now because of social security. Yeah. Like there's, there's so many elements of it that I think, I don't think it's that crazy to say that, uh, we're going to quit funding education at grade 12. Just, just keep, you know, adding to it. The only place, the only place that I strongly disagree with Bernie Sanders on is the, uh, the student loan reimbursement. Mm. I think, I think like, for example, me, I only had to take out $6,000 in student loans my last semester of my senior year. I funded the rest of my college myself just from working really, really, really hard. Um, I was in the military for two of those years, so it was mm-hmm. covered. But when I got out of the military, I had to pay for it myself. I didn't go be a doctor because I knew I couldn't afford to pay. I didn't want to pay back a quarter million dollars of student loans. And obviously, I probably don't have the intelligence for it either. But that's beside the point. I got a degree in Com arts, you know, I got a degree in PR. Yeah, you know, that's something that I knew I could afford to pay back. That's part of being responsible. You know how many people I know that are in debt, you know, six figures in student loans, but who also spent half their money at the bars every night. Right. You know, they'd use half that money to go to school. Right. And use that other half of the money. I had a friend buy a paddleboard with with his student loan money. Mm-hmm. His student loan check came out, and it's when I was working at boat, mm. and he called me. He's like, my student loan check came in. I'm coming to get a paddleboard. Okay, but now now you want that student loan debt forgiven? Nah, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, and that's a good point. I don't think so. That's a very good point. Yeah, balance. Yep. So you know, because if that's the case, because I repaid back my student loans, but if that's the case, then I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to get a, a better education than I currently have. Yeah, I'm going to go take out 200k in student loans, and I'm going to be a lawyer. There you go. I'm going to be a doctor or something, something that I, I can make more money if I know I'm not going to have to repay back that yeah. money. I'm gonna, I'm gonna spend a bit of it on beer too, <laughs> as you should. And then just give me the, 
Give me the money back. He loses <laughs> me there, man. Yeah. Sounds like the system would have to change a little bit. And I think, I mean, he'd be the first to admit you know, it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, but there'd be a trial and error period, and, you know, figuring things out and maybe in steps, whatnot. And yeah. I th- it should be a sliding scale anyways. I mean, you know, clearly there are people who can't afford to pay their own school. Mm-hmm. And yeah. They don't need any forgiveness. Should they have, you know, if something happens or whatever, their parents cut them off and they want to go to school, like they should be able to make that scale. They should be punished for that. But, you know. I mean, there's there's a balance somewhere. Yeah, I think the biggest issue right now is healthcare. Mm. I think that's the biggest issue right now in our country. Cost that, and I mean, we gotta we gotta figure out why people keep getting shot up, man. Like it's just it's day after day. I remember when Columbine happened. Two months later, I went to Atlanta, and in downtown uh, Centennial Park, they had a big display for each of the victims hmm. of Columbine. And you visited, it, it, it was like, I think each one was represented by a cross. And they had the picture, and there were flowers for each person. Mm-hmm. And this is months after the event. Yeah. And now it's like a day later, you know, what, we had two in 24 hours. Donald Trump was able to send his condolences to do two different mass shootings in one tweet. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. One tweet. Just desensitized. Yeah. So I, I, don't, I, don't know what, I don't know how we fix that either, but like doing nothing is no longer an option there. Yeah. I think that's what you're going to hear. Uh, in 2020, I think those are the two main things you're going to hear about. Yeah. I am not a fan of guns. Yeah? At all. I like them. I, like I like shooting them. I like shooting guns. I, so. I, I've, I've I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that, a, that a, regular, a regular citizen should be able to own an AR, though. Yeah. And, and you know, that's where, yeah, this, there's clearly, there's something broken. The system's broken. And I don't know how to fix it because mm-hmm. I'm not that intelligent. I just know something needs to change. Mm-hmm. I, I wish I had an It's answer. way harder to get something like a, a machine gun or a grenade launcher than it is to get just a regular, you know, assault rifle. Like, you know, you go through extra background checks and there's, you know, it's supposed to be signed off by your local chief of police and this and that. I mean, there's, you know, you get your tax stamps and whatnot and it goes a lot deeper. I think it's, I think for something like that, it's reasonable to expect people to, to jump through extra hurdles, you know, where, you know, you still might, even though it doesn't solve the problem of most, you know, these crimes being committed by people with handguns, like, mm. um, you know, I think, you know, if someone wants a rocket launcher, I, I guess I understand under the second amendment, why they should be able to go through these steps to properly acquire a rocket launcher and go safely fire it in their field in Texas or whatever, you know, but, only because I kind of grew up in that background a little bit, mm-hmm. <laughs> playing with guns and whatnot. But, but also, you know, I mean, if if the safety and security of other people burden is higher, like their burden should be higher. And it, sure, and I can't understand why people don't agree to at least that. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the excuse of we have to be armed to protect ourselves from the government. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you know, I mean, that's I such know, a. Weird. <laughs> I mean, is that still a thing? Yeah, I feel like we've gotten past that. I just right. feel like you can't honestly think that your couple of rifles are going to protect a police force from storming your property mm-hmm. or them sending a military force. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, if it really came down to it, you well, they're always going to be assumed that you're heavily armed anyway. If they're yeah. going to send something, I don't know. But, you know, and know. sort of unfortunately, the the scenario you're talking about is. There's a government like fighting and trying to put down its, you know, its people. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. A civil war type situation. Right. Have you seen that commercial regarding the Second Amendment about the guy who goes insane and walks into his workplace, and he walks in, he's got like a big 
uh, like 17th century style gun. He walks into his workplace, fires it. Of course, he misses by five feet because yeah. those things couldn't aim for shit. And then, like everyone in the office runs, and he takes his little tube out and his gunpowder and starts putting it in as everyone's running. I need to see and that. I yeah, have not yeah, seen that. yeah. It's a pretty good one. Good. And they're like, it's basically saying, yeah, these when when the Second Amendment was created, that's what they were talking. This about. was your most powerful gun. Yeah. This was your most powerful weapon at the that's, time. That was it's it. not even the same thing. Yeah, no. Right. You can call it a gun, but it's not like if you compare that. To, to I've shot an AR before. It's mm-hmm. fun to shoot. Yeah. Um, but if you compare those two things, it's not it's not the same weapon. Right. You know, you can call it a gun. That's a gun. That's a gun. It's just because it shoots a, right. a bullet, but it's not. Launcher. Yeah. yeah. It's not the same thing. Yeah. Man. That's so, a, that's another one of those things. It's like I worry. That's now I'm thinking of my kids. That's what I was gonna ask. I've had that conversation with my brother, especially on the first day of school. Like, how do you feel comfortable sending your kids to school? Dude, they sell like is that a worry every day with Kevlar in them? Yeah. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah, it's a worry every day. Mm-hmm. Man, it's a worry when I leave the house now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 all over the media. It happens so often. It's yeah, it's a it constantly worried about. At it. a garlic festival, mm-hmm. I've been. You're to gonna that. shoot up the garlic festival. I have been to Gilroy Garlic Festival. I've not been to the festival, but I have Gilroy Garlic at my house. We I drove have through been there. One, yeah. of, one that that was one of the things that I did when I was living there, and that is one of the most wholesome, great family events. Mm-hmm. I had garlic ice cream. I, I was just all, about to say we'll all kinds garlic of garlic yeah. infused. Such a great festival, and I could not believe when I saw the news that it happened there. Mm-hmm. That's probably in a weird way. That's one that I identified the most with because I'd actually been to that. You festival. picture it, yeah. You picture and, it, and I couldn't. Yeah, man. I, I worry about my kids on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's man. Just such a normal thing now. It's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. Tis. I wish I knew how to just snap my fingers and fix it. I think everyone does. Though. Everyone does. But everyone does. I don't. Th- maybe not some people. <laughs> yeah, that's you're probably right. You know, if you, if you can keep people arguing about those kind of things, then you can kind of do whatever you want, right? Yeah. True. But uh, but yeah. Anyway, that's a fucking downer. It's such a downer. <laughs> I'm gonna go eat some garlic today. <laughs> I've got some. Uh, I have some. Uh, a big container of the. Uh, the Gilroy dried garlic at my yeah. house, man. Give Sounds you a handful. So good. Take, take, take an ounce of that, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll break you off a nosy. <laughs> my, how things have changed. Yes. Give me, give me an ounce. Give me an ounce. Your dankest garlic, please. <laughs> yeah. Well, geez, man, you got anything else? Uh, man, I don't. I uh, I don't. It's just always good to be here. Yeah. Always good to see you. Absolutely, It's good to man. see Shane. Thank yeah. you for the invite and sure. for having me, for letting me bring Chaz along. Yeah, yeah man. Fun. Yeah, you we'll be hanging out more recently, or uh, not recently, uh, more in the future, in I the immediate so. future. I hope so. Uh, I look forward to coming back. Other. For sure, man. Yeah. yeah, buddy. Yeah, we'll probably have you back in a few weeks. Hopefully. For, for a different reason. Uh, well, cool, man. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate you guys. And uh, thanks for the delicious uh, Idle Hounds Some Beach. Some Beach. Some Beach Kettle Beach. Sour. It's delicious. Thanks, guys. Appreciate thanks, Jared. it. Stop.
The world is always telling me what to do. Don't hold your breath until your face turns blue. Don't drink, don't smoke, don't do crack cocaine. Don't jump without a parachute out of a plane. Don't drink your craft beers through your plastic straws. Don't support gun rights or gun control laws. Don't go to a funeral pretending you're dead. Don't name your kid Richard if your last name's Head. Don't go up in the dirigible or down with the ship. Don't request wagon wheel if you're not gonna tip. There's a whole lot of don'ts, but there's one big dude. Listen to this podcast, whatever it means.